What's up, music producers? Hey, hey. For a producer in the house. In the building. <laughs> Hopefully y'all are doing good. We're doing good. Yes, we are doing good. I'm doing I'm good. I'm speaking for you, Ray. We I'm, are doing good. Hey, man, I'm great. I'm doing good. You're doing great. <laughs> That's nice. Hopefully you all are doing good as well. Yes. Today's episode, we're going to talk about music producers stop overthinking. Please stop. Stop overthinking. Just hit record. Just hit record. Don't think about anything else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll you'll see what we're talking about when we get into it. Uh huh. We're talking about you know just some stuff that doesn't need to be overthought. That's right. Usually beginners. Usually I'm saying usually because Ray has a story, but usually beginners overthink a lot. Uh huh. And it's just a big waste of time and energy. That's right. Big old waste. Which we'll jump into in a second. Boom. But I'm Rome. This is Ray. Hey. We're music producers. Been doing it for a long time. Long time. And we have fun doing it. And we're trying to share some game for you That's or with right. y'all that you could level up your stuff. Speaking of which, mm. speaking of leveling up, FordProducer.com slash ISP. ISP. Industry Standard Productions. 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 <laughs> Go check it out. It's free. Yes. Get it. It's going to help you level up. It's been helping a lot of people. Seven ways to level up your production. I wish we had it when we were younger. That Absolutely. Good for sure. Lord. For sure. All of this. Yeah. But we don't, so we're giving it out to you That's all. Right. Hopefully you all are getting some value out of it because that is our goal. Yep. So go check it out, FordProducer.com slash ISP, Industry Standard Productions. Go mm. check it out. Check it out. We have industry news with Ray Dog here talking about a very famous musical artist. Guys, this is amazing. <laughs> Michael Jackson is in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson is in the news. So, okay, so how long has Michael been dead now? 13 years Okay, Michael's been, he's been dead for about 13 years. And guess how much his estate still makes every year? You want me to guess? Because I know. <laughs> $75 million. Sheesh. Isn't that amazing? That's right, $75 million. <laughs> now, because of that, what's super interesting, and this is kind of why we're bringing it up, because Sony Music is thinking about or looking into purchasing 50% of his estate. They're trying to pick it up. That's right. And guess how much his estate is worth? About $2 billion. So how do they, well, you were telling me earlier, how do you determine what it is? Well, projected? basically, uh, I mean, I can definitely tell you on, on the publishing side, they take 
the yearly, or sometimes they might take an aggregate of two years and then put a multiple on it. Mm -hmm. And the higher the artist or the more valuable the publishing entity, the higher the multiple. So that's how they're that's how they're getting there. So they're trying to pull it off. They are trying to pull it off. That's just amazing. They're they're playing the future game of like thinking that it's going to be worth a lot. Exactly. Which it probably is because. It clearly is. <laughs> right, exactly. It's it's amazing. Now, you know, the article on Billboard kind of breaks things down, kind of how much that is in publishing, how much that is in right. recorded music, all that. But as a, as a whole, Sony is looking to purchase 50% of, of his entity, which is amazing to me. That's smart. I mean, think about it. Michael Jackson, dead, Been is dead. still worth about two billion dollars that's just amazing that speaks a lot to making sure that your publishing your copyright all that stuff is taken care of and and who your label is all those things man because it adds up like if it really goes if you go as an artist or even as a producer it goes i mean the numbers are staggering yeah if you get points on on stuff and you yeah when that publishing goes it's going to be taken up yep really cool that is awesome. That's crazy to think that he's been gone for 13 years, though. Yep. MJ. Or is he gone, Ray? I don't know. Is he him, gone? And, him and Elvis might be hanging out. In two packs. <laughs> yeah, him and Elvis. Let us know in the comments. Are they gone or are they all hanging out in the Bahamas or wherever they say that That's they are? That's right. Sipping Mai Tais. <laughs> right. <laughs> Getting away from all the chaos. Getting a foot massage. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we have overrated versus underrated that's right and this stems from a certain uh protocol that ray likes to do when he has late night sessions (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna talk about waffle house is it overrated or underrated (laughs) or what we say is properly rated okay i'm gonna say waffle house is underrated (laughs) why there is nothing like finishing a session at one two o'clock in the morning and you're still pumped, right? You're still going, and you're hungry. Go to Waffle House, 2 o'clock in the morning. Get the hash brown smothered, covered, and chunked. <laughs> and that's good to you? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a great vibe, too. It's more of the experience than it is the actual Waffle House. For sure. Because it could yeah. have been Kirby Lane, which we have an option. Yeah, I don't Kirby know if they're 24. Lane. Maybe not. I think they shut down on, at midnight. After COVID. They, yeah, yeah. yeah probably but i think it's underrated what do you think i'm gonna think it's from people i talk to it's properly rated because they all say it's trash because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like let me explain it to people that haven't experienced waffle house in my experience all right waffle house is like a breakfast yeah food joint 24 7 yeah. yeah it's small yep dingy dingy the type of people that go there aren't really the type of people that I want to hang around or take my kids around. Hole in the wall. Especially at <laughs> one in the morning or two in the morning. Yeah. And they used to be able to smoke in there too. Yep. So basically, just imagine going into an old bathroom with the nasty sticky tiles on the floor uh-huh. and smoky. So it's like eating breakfast in a smoky bathroom. That's right. So it's properly rated. But here's the catch. Here's the catch. Yes to all those things. Um <laughs> Yes to all of those. James Beard award-winning chef Sean Brock took Anthony Bourdain to to Waffle House and said, "This 
this is where life is. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's right. If your life is, yeah, you know, in the hardships, it, of it's being uh, what's the word? You know, encouraged or, you know, you know, I don't know how to, how to say it, but you know, when you have a James Beard award-winning chef saying, "Go to Waffle House," because it's real life; it's not artificially. Yeah, maybe you should go. <laughs> you and should, he should likes go. the food. I mean, the food's all right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The experience of it is what I'm saying. I like the waffles. I like the uh, omelets and the hash browns. So there was like a TikTok thing talking about getting the waffle and making like a weird little makeshift sandwich because TikTok likes to do food hacks. Yeah. So I saw that they did like a picture on it saying, we do not do the TikTok sandwich. And they put it on the door. Then <laughs> right after that TikTok, I saw someone throwing a chair at a chef at Waffle House and she caught it. Boom. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's so if you like that experience of Waffle House, go to Waffle House. Go check it out. If you haven't gone, at least go, I'd say three times. Yeah, for sure. But if, after that, you'll make your- Especially it, after a session. Yeah, especially after a session. If it's a late night one, you go whenever, but that's go, right. you want the full Ray experience of <laughs> having a recording session and going to having Waffle House, I'll go to Kirby or to IHOP. Yeah, I would go to Kirby. Today. Or home. I mean, here in Austin. <laughs> I'm usually tired. <laughs> right. Got kids. I have little kids. Right. So yeah, that is our overrated, underrated. Let us know that's what y'all awesome. think about it. Let us know, folks. And if you haven't gone, go and then let us know what your experience was like. Yes. And let us know what time of day it was. Yes. That sort of stuff. There you go. I think most of them aren't smoked out anymore because I think there was no. a law, at least in Texas, where it's like, you know, you can't Man, smoke Man, I haven't inside. been to one in a while that there was cigarettes. Yeah, because, well, the one here is like far. Yeah, there's only far. one here. Yeah. Only like, one I'd rather go to Kirby Lane. In Dallas, though, they're like, well, there's a lot. And in Tennessee, Nashville. Really? They're everywhere. So go check it out. Boom. So let's jump into the main section of our talk. We don't really have points or nothing. We're just going off the dome because there's a lot to talk about. We're going to flow. We're going to flow. We're going to talk about music producers and overthinking. Yep. So for the most part, I'm going to say as a beginner, which happens all throughout, as a beginner, you tend to overthink a lot of the process, especially if you're like involved with all of it. Yep. But I think especially when you get to the mixing side. Yep. What do you think? Absolutely. Like, I think the entire process, quite frankly, anywhere in the process, you can overthink things. Mm -hmm. And I just think as a beginner, what's important is to get music out Mm -hmm. because what's awesome is you can get that feedback from potential fans. Everyone knows you're not going to be great at the beginning. Right. And then make adjustments as you go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of what, why I like just pushing, you know, don't overthink it. Get it Get it as good as you think you can. Because let's be honest, even if you overthink it, it's not going to get much better. Let's just be honest. At, That's true. At some some point, there are, you know, you know, it just diminishing returns. Especially at, if you're, you know, not at a high level of doing it. Right, exactly. You can't go that far. Right. Yeah. So go ahead and, you know, put it out, man. Let, let, let your friends hear it. You know, even if you want to release it on Spotify, you know, to in, in order to get that feedback. Or SoundCloud. Or SoundCloud. There you go. You that's, know, that's even better. The, the Wild West of indie people. Come on, Wild West. Yeah. That's right. And that's what I, I don't know, I just encourage people to do that because put it out, get your feedback, and just keep keep moving and adjust as you go. Yeah. I think we could categorize, too, with like self producing people mm-hmm. and then producing for others so let's talk about the self-producing first which i would think for self-producing people they have the laptop yeah or computer and they could just sit there 
overthinking. You mean like they're making beats or they're getting... They're doing their own work as so an the, artist. The, they're the singer, they're they're. I mean, they could overthink other people's depending on the gig. Like if you are working for someone else, you're not going to wait two years to, to give them something. But if you're new and it's like a friend, maybe you could take a little more time and just sit there and overthink and yeah. mix and mix. So as a beginner, I think like if you're doing your own stuff, you're going to be sitting there like we all have done, mm-hmm. sitting there with headphones on or in your speakers mm-hmm. and working on 3K on a bass guitar or whatever. Right, exactly. hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Then jumping around and going to other places and mixing over here and blah, 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 blah. And then jumping over here and then you're like, oh gosh, this sounds terrible. Yeah, dude, if, if you're by yourself and you're the artist and the producer and everything, all the more reason to put it out as fast as you can. Don't spend a ton of time on it. I mean, spend an appropriate amount of time, but but let it go and 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 move it move it on. You could always take it down. Exactly, it's absolutely terrible, which is probably not because there's some terrible stuff out there. That's yeah. If you're the artist like. and the producer, then you are making all the shot. You know, calling yeah. all the shots. So let's jump over to the other one. If you're working with someone else, another singer, songwriter, whatever is the client, then it kind of matters to you know you have to get their opinion on it before you release it. Yep. You know what I mean? But yeah, but they got to say good before. Yeah, they, because they have to like it because it does represent them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this idea for me came up whenever we had uh, one of our guys in the core, Kenny, yeah. he contacted me. He's like, hey, can you help me work on this song? And it was a song that I helped him mix like a few months before. Yeah. It's like, hmm, interesting. So he brought his computer over to the studio. It was an M1 MacBook Pro. Yeah. Which means it has some power. Uh-huh. And he couldn't get this thing to play on Logic. What was the wrong? It was basically, which I knew it was, it was third-party plugins, Waves. <clears throat> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also, he's like, man, there's like, it cuts out every now and again. I don't know what it is. And I looked and he has, uh, what is it called? He has a plugin on his master bus mm-hmm. called Stutter by Isotope. And what it does is makes your whatever audio it's on stutter. So <laughs> he didn't realize. He didn't know. He was like, whatever. He couldn't figure it out. Because I told him to freeze stuff. And like, because he said his computer kept stopping. Yeah. Like the overload. I didn't know it was an M1 until I got there. Yeah. So I was like, Kenny, you have accomplished the unthinkable. <laughs> overloaded an M1 MacBook Pro <laughs> using Logic. But it wasn't really. If it was stock plugins, he'd probably be able to go to the moon with it. But yeah. 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 It was third party stuff. Plus, I mean, if the. St- the, if the stutter we took in, stutter off and it helped a lot right taking right, right. stuff off like processor heavy plugins taking them off like right. he had a bunch of h verb on there uh, like probably over 20 instances of h verb oh uh, he w- he wasn't doing his busing right it was yeah it was yeah it was a lot yeah. but which what hey, i man, told him you gotta learn you gotta learn so what, just go for it yeah what i told him it was like a, it was a good little time for him to come and let me kind of help guide him and talk to him about like make your moves decide and then you could print it right or you can put stuff together and consolidate them so you right. don't have it maxed out all the time yep like make your move and go for it and go for it even even to go in to talk about templates with when you track use a template and then mix with the template yep that's what Speed. i trying to do and just you don't have to do much tweaking if you got your sound dialed in right but that's literally with new with new beginner people they don't they don't know their sound really yet. I'm not saying Kenny is he's done it for a little bit, but right. not having your sound dialed in, or if you have a new project, you're trying a new sound. But for the most part, 
I told him like start with the template. Right. I know you love how H verb sounds, <laughs> but wait, but you, yeah, you need to bust it through some other way right. to get the sound. But you know, some like he was, he would uh, call himself like he's very uh, OCD with it. Uh huh. So he had to make the new channel and tweak a couple little settings here and there to get the exact sound that he wanted. Interesting, which is understandable. So he knew how to bust, but he just he wasn't. did. Yeah, he was working on. He had it. He just went crazy at the end because it wasn't working right. <laughs> so I just went there and like. We like there was a probably a one word phrase on one of the the whole uh, tracks. Yeah, and I was like, we could print this. Like, this is good. Print exactly. it, and it fr- it freed up some CPU power. Right. Then he went home, and I think, and he kept mixing it some more and some more. And some more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. But all that to say, you know, I told him I was like, you don't need to overthink it. No. Get comfortable with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Be confident in your moves, and yeah. it, for him, it was his own music. Right. So now talking about others, uh-huh. which what, what's your take on doing that with other people's stuff? Well, with other people, you do have a, another person's opinion. Right. That does matter. So even though you might be ready to move on, maybe they aren't. Mm-hmm. So you, and if, especially if they're paying you, um, then you need to, to listen to, to what they're talking about. But at the same time, um, if if you've done things, boom, 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 and they're still just being picky, for pickiness' sake, you got to learn how to move them along. You got to limit revisions. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Say. Be decisive. I mean, like you had that right. Three, three. Like we'll do this, and then have three revisions on the mix, and then I'm done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. With the with, I told the guys in the core, I was like, let me put you on some game if you're doing mixes, because usually mixes are the ones like. Yeah, go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mastering yeah. not as much, recording not as much, because like you record, you book the studio time, and then you're out. Yeah. So make sure you get it right. But yeah. on the mix side, I told them like, someone sends me the tracks. If they are not in the studio, yeah, I'll charge them a little less. <laughs> right. If they are in the studio, I'm gonna have to charge them more because you have to deal with the dynamic of someone looking over your shoulder and yeah. blah, blah blah, and your flow is and just why are you doing this? Why right. are you doing that? Right. Slowing you down? Exactly. That's right. So. My preferred is to send me the tracks. I'll tell them three revisions. There you go. And the way I function is I'll mix it to what I think. I'll actually ask for references. Maybe uh-huh. they have a rough mix and a couple of references. Yeah, give me that. We're good. So I'll pull it up, mix it down as much as I, I think. Then I'll bounce it, uh-huh. put it in my Dropbox or somewhere I could listen to it, and I'll listen to it overnight. Not yep. the whole night, but like I'll yeah, sleep yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. Take my notes, do one final pass. Send it. Moving on. Yep. And then give me your revisions. Uh-huh. You only got three. That's but sometimes it. they'll say, this is perfect. Or sometimes they'll say, I just need a small little. Yeah, bump up here. Yeah, a little I want to hear more of the vocal. Blah, blah, right. Blah, yeah. Yeah. And they, Typically, it's the vocal. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds a little s here. Like, That's right. Well, I have your de-esser cranked all the way down. We can put another one. <laughs> <laughs> or you could use a different mic, maybe. Right, exactly. Whatever it is. But yeah, usually that in that case, they just, the revisions go pretty quick after that. Because they know, if you tell them three revisions, they know, I'm going to have to get my whole list down. Yeah. Because you'll have people at the beginning, I've yeah. had people text me, boom, 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 this one. Two minutes later, this one. Yeah, yeah, Two minutes yeah, later, yeah. this one. And then I got smart. I was like, all right, you have three revisions. Yeah. Send me all of them on a list. If you have a lot, send me all of them on the list. Yep. Time stamp it. As That's much it. information you can, and I'll go through and I'll adjust it. And here's the deal. If I'm working with a band and they all need to have their input, they better have a I list. I say, you guys, 
put together one list. I don't want to see four four different lists. And you all have to agree to it. I want one list of revisions, and then I'll change all those. But I only want to see comments or concerns from one person. That's it. Yeah, because you don't want you don't want the guitar player telling them that the snare drum is not. Heck it's like, no. dude, that's my. I'm not telling you how to tune your guitar, which I probably should because it's trash. No, just <laughs> so yeah, that's true. It, you didn't have it set up, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, the, real quick aside, I know this is kind of off topic. On DSers, do you use an actual DSer or do you use a side chaining compression technique? No, nah, I use I use different than both of those. <laughs> what do you mean? No, it depends. I used the stock. Logic DSer, but what I like to do is use a dynamic EQ. Right, sidechain? No, just right on the channel. Oh, interesting. Because I usually EQ, like a dynamic EQ, I'll use more for precision. So, oh, so right. I'll right, have right, like right. just a regular basic EQ first and compression, and then I'll put the dynamic EQ, and then okay. I'll be able to dial in the DS as much as I want. And yeah. then if there's any other EQs that come out on the chorus that they're saying blah, 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 and it's like, I don't yeah. like that EQ. I'll duck it out just for that. There's one one DSer I want to check out. Uh, smooth, I think it's smooth. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get that. I heard that's great. Yeah, I've never used it though. If I had that plus the, because sometimes I mean, especially when you're dealing with girl vocals, there's a lot of like that five ten k up up in their range. So that's why so, I use the dynamic EQ. Yeah, but sometimes I end up putting a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I've but been, anyway. I've been pretty good on using. Dynamic Sorry, that was a little, little side DS. So That's a little game went. for y'all, a little side <laughs> game. Exactly. <laughs> but you, they're going to face it when you're dealing with someone's music and they may be Essie. That's right. Come on. Has anyone ever been not Essie? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I Probably not. Yeah, I haven't experienced For a mix engineer, <laughs> I've only experienced too much. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with, with people overthinking it. Even on the the pre pro, people can overthink. Oh, for sure. But that's a good time to do it, though. Yeah, to me, again, I, I like to say this, and I know it sounds weird, but spend time on the things that don't cost you money. Yep. Like it doesn't cost you money to change the chords in pre pro. Yeah. Right. Pre-pro. It doesn't cost you money to rethink a melody line or get some feedback from it exactly it doesn't cost you any money to do that. Mm-hmm. But when you go in that studio, clock clock is, is ticking. ticking. You have a clock sound on there, I think. Uh, I don't know. But anyway. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, that, so even with, with all this, if you're going to get myopic, let's get myopic on the front end. <laughs> For sure. You know what yeah, I mean? That's a good time to do it on your own time when it's free. Yep. Overthinking it. I think that's, I think when it comes to someone doing their own stuff too, uh-huh. and they have like a room set up where they can record whatever, Yeah. they can overthink the record process. Absolutely. But it could also be a learning experience. For sure. Because I've done that. Yeah. Like, I, I think I talked about last week on the drums. Like, we took we went to someone's studio and did it. Uh-huh. We also had, like, a little studio set up in our room. Yeah. At, where the house saw that. And you redid it? And No, we it was, uh, it was a, later, a later demo that we did. Okay, yeah. So I started learning how to do it my own way because it was a trash experience. Right. But I went through a, a stereo channel mixer. And me and my buddy, we went through and we checked the snare, recorded it, went back and listened. Okay, we don't like this sound. We went and tried to change it. Yeah. So a lot of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth because it was in our own place. Yeah. So I don't think it was overthinking as much as a learning experience. Okay, cool. Because after we got it, we got it, you know? Yeah. It's usually the people that will go through and they got it 
and then they hear something else and like, oh, this I need to change it. Right. They're like, all right. 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 Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Yeah, I think learners are beginners. Yep. Biggest issues. But you have a story with yeah, that's right. next. That's right. I was working with a uh, an artist on his first major record label um, album or whatever. And uh, it was extremely frustrating in the mix stage because he, and I made the mistake of giving... What part were you, uh, did you have to play in it? Um, I was um, co-producing, right? So and then I actually made the mistake of of passing out phone numbers to the mix engineer mm. from the artist. So he he started talking to the directly to the mix engineer. Directly to usually I try to be a buffer, both for the artist's sake and for the mix engineer's sake. But this guy ended up they ended up doing anywhere between fifteen and twenty mixes per song. Because, like revisions. Yes. Yeah, fifteen to twenty revisions per song, just because he was. It was just completely ridiculously, you know, just not not good at all. We're not going to name drop, but I know who it is, and I think they also know how to do their own music as well. Of course, and yeah. That's usually where that sort of thing. That's right. So, so he he would call them the, the mix engineer and say, "Hey, can I get a mix with the hi hat up one dB? Can you print that for me?" Oh gosh. Or hey, can I get this with the um, the right overhead symbol down one db can i get a mix at one minute and 37 seconds. right exactly Only. exactly like and uh, go and it. bro it was just crazy and then w- w- were the mixes any better no he what we ended up picking like like the, the first early one that's right one two or three yeah that's usually what happens exactly so like there is definitely a diminishing return at oh, a yeah. certain point. For sure. So that's another reason why you need to just let it go and stop overthinking it. Yeah. I mean, what what I like to say is this. Um, you never finish a project. You abandon it. You just fly away, little bird. I'm going to have to li- just literally. I'll take you out the cage right Get now. up out of the seat and walk out of the studio. You have to abandon it. Yeah. Because you can pick at it for literally years if yep. you wanted to agreed and right? i think you probably have the same experience of the more you mess with it when you go and compare it later to your first thing you're like dang this thing has no life right exactly Which whatever cliche yep. term that means it just doesn't yep. have the dynamic and the feel of the music as these early ones did yeah because because m- most of the time you know mix 19 20 18 whatever didn't sound any better than mix three four five or what you're doing is now you were trying so to we mix just wasted all of that two more days paying the mix engineer a thousand dollars a day or no 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 paying them like 2500 bucks a mix and we we just wasted two or three days having to pay for the studio thousand bucks a day we just wasted all that all that time when if you would have just let it go and mix two or three and just be done with it anyway yeah, I got into a position where I was like, on my 13th revision, this is when I was young, Yeah, the 13th revision, what I was doing is trying to cover up for the move that I made on mixed, <laughs> on revision two. Right. And I didn't realize it until after I was like, turned off the one plug and I added and I was messing. I was like, right. oh yeah, this one was good. Right. Exactly. The other thing is like this, it's like, 
Man, if you have to have 15, 20 revisions, then you got the wrong mix engineer. Oh, that song sucks. Oh, that song sucked, dude. Well said. That's exactly right. You're trying to make up for the fact that you are you have recorded a bad song. Polish a turd so Let's much, just Ray. be honest about that. Let's just be honest it's about true. that. I mean that that is the truth. Yeah, it is. The truth, hey, man. Because you know some banger songs that you and I will look at. We'll, we'll listen to like this mix. I would change this, but the song's a banger, and you're like. It's good because it's a great song. Right, exactly. Now good. The hook's good. Everything. That, the intro's good. That goes back to spend time on things that don't cost you money. It's nothing to fix your song. And people don't know that. They think like, we'll oh, fix it in the mix. Are great. And my songs, no, all of them are great, and we'll no, fix it in not. the mix. <laughs> songs are not your children. I'm sorry. They're, yeah. they're just not. That but dude, that, that's exactly right. Most of the time, you, you do all those revisions because you really, deep down, hate the song. You're trying to compensate for your trash song. That's exactly right. Like, I hate how I sang that. Can you EQ my vocals here? Maybe it makes my singing better. That's, no. No. It's not going to. No, you should have re-sang it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Well, we have that's a viewer okay. comment. Yes. Which is kind of related. It's all actually flowing pretty good. Come on. So this is the the Norman U87 being overrated that we posted with Jed. That right. thing still lives on today, even though it was a long time ago. People we got to get him back on. Yeah, we got to get him back on. So this is coming from Bigger Than Hip Hop. Uh-oh. On YouTube. What's bigger than hip hop? Nothing. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so their comment is commenting on the Neumann U87 being overrated. Yeah, what did they say? He said, with almost any good pro mic, you could get a sound compared to a U87. Oh. Name and branding is the key. Nobody could listen to a professionally made album and tell what songs uh, was made with the Neumann versus ones that was not. They all sound good. Road NT1 sounds comparable when mixed properly. Or prop. I think they might say properly. Yeah, properly. probably. You wouldn't tell the difference. There you go. Is that a good comment or is that? That's a great comment. I mean, because it's not the gear. It's the ear. Come on. <laughs> That's exactly that. You got a good ear. You can make stuff sound good. Unless it's a trash song like what we just talked exactly. about. <laughs> exactly. If it's trash, it's trash. Right. So before we jump off, we want to let you all know again, forwardproducer.com slash ISP, Industry Standard Productions. Go check it out. Get it. Hopefully it helps you. Let us know what you all think about it. And if you could, comment, like, share, subscribe, yes. rate. It'll help us out a lot. Let us know. Come let on. us know where you all are tuning in from. Get in the conversation. Get in the conversation. If you want to hear any topics that we have not covered or we only covered a little bit on, let us know. But until next time, we appreciate y'all tuning in. That's right. See you later. Peace, Peace out.